Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Gums. Would be a little weird. Mm. We're trying to sell coffee, not gum. Wow. Or if you want to go the other way, like, Toothpaste or mouthwash. It's not a dentist office. A, we're trying to sell coffee here. That's right. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Just go to the website, place your order. They'll ship it right to you. And don't forget everything you buy from there. They support the Bulldog Initiative. So does PIP Printing and Signs, reliable service for every business need. If you need signage to get people into your business, if you need marketing materials that get the message about your business out to your customers, whatever it is, PIP Printing and Signs can put together a plan for you. And if you're a business owner, you know you already spend money on printing every month. It's, it's, it's just as much as, as, as rent and payroll and everything else. Why not do business with a company owned by Mississippi State people who are giving back to the Bulldog Initiative with every sale you make with them? Just tell them you heard about it here on Thunder and Lightning, and boom, you've got a 10% of your sale goes right to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. That's a great deal. Camden Baker is the guy to call, 601-499-5216, or visit them online at pipridgeland.com. When you need printing, call Pip Pip today. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. We are just a few weeks away now from opening day at Mississippi State. Let's go ahead and warn you that it's going to be frigid. Like whatever it was last week, that again, but colder somehow. That's opening day weather at Duty Noble Field. Be ready for it with a great pullover or jacket or hoodie from College Corner with the M over S logo on it. They've got two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant, the place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch, whenever you want the best meal in town. If you're looking to put together a special occasion, taking someone to Restaurant Tyler is the special occasion. So yeah, you've got two special occasions. You have the actual special occasion that you're going to do, Plus the meal. That's double special. Who yes, can... just going to Restaurant Tyler is a special occasion. Yeah, exactly. So, great steaks, chops, pastas. They've got vegetarian items and a great selection of appetizers. And my favorite dessert in town, the famous stuffed pancake. If you want to have a great meal tonight, go get you a table at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you Guys, I talk about it all the time. You know, we talk about eating locally and shopping locally, supporting your towns. It's the same with banking. If you can bank 
with a local banking institution, you should. You want to be able to do business with the people that you know in your community. You don't want to have decisions about your finances uh, left up to corporate banks and people who you've never met and never spoken to. Priority One makes it easy to do that because they have 16 locations in Central Mississippi. If you live in Central Mississippi, there's a location near you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find that location and open an account today that's going to serve you and your family for years to come. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Before we get into anything else, we must talk Mississippi State basketball only at this moment in time at 1.14 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. We can't do that. So we must turn to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning. Coming in now to recap Mississippi State's trip to Florida is future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is future Brian reporting to you from the future. Florida defeats Mississippi State by a final score of 79-70, to a game that saw Mississippi State put up 22 offensive rebounds. They finally figured out the offensive rebounding thing but it was for naught. Only 16 second chance points. Dogs only shoot 39% from the field, 24% from behind the arc, and only four of nine on the free throw line. Meanwhile, Florida gets to the line 20 times and makes 17 of those. They shoot 42%. Uh, Tolu Smith, not his best night out. He did have a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, but 5 of 12 from the field, 0 of 2 on the line. State was carried by Josh Hubbard in this game. I said on Sports Talk I thought that he would bounce back, and he did. 26 points for him. Not a great shooting night, 9 of 25, 5 of 17 from behind the arc, but his points kept state in the game. No other Bulldogs in double figures, although they had two with nine, Sean Jones and Cam Matthews. Here's a point total for you, 16. That's how many points Deshaun Davis has. Total, not he's not though he's averaging, total in SEC play. Tonight, 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from behind the arc. He had six against South Carolina, five against Tennessee, none against Alabama, five against Kentucky, and now back-to-back games with zero points. So you and Deshaun Davis have, unless I say I say you, if Tolu Smith is listening, it's not true. But if you're just a regular person who's not on the team, you have as many points in the last two games as Deshaun Davis does. State right now just doesn't have a lot of options offensively. And then Shaq Moore, your starting backcourt gave you five points. Shaq Moore had five points. And if I had a nickel for every time uh, Shaq Moore dribbles under the rim without going up for a shot, I might have like $250 at this point. State is just not getting any offensive production. Again, of their starters, Tolu Smith was the only one in double figures, and he had 10. Cam Matthews with nine, DJ Jeffries with six, Shaq Moore with five, Cam uh, Deshaun Davis with none, Jimmy Bell off the bench had none. State had 40 points off the bench. They outscore Florida 40 to eight off the bench, but 26 of that is Hubbard. Um, Florida, four players in double figures, uh, led by, by Will Richard, 23 points for him. Uh, I think if you had told everybody before the game Riley Kugel was only going to have four points, you would have said, wow, State may have dominated this game. But instead, it was the other way around. State got off to a good start, but Florida grabbed the lead midway through the second or the first half, never gave it back, led by as many as 17. State was able to cut the lead to six in the closing moments, but couldn't get all the way back. And uh, as you see, falls 79-70. Uh, very dangerous time right now for Mississippi State basketball. 
Um, they need wins in this stretch, this four-game stretch of Florida, Auburn, Ole Miss, Alabama, three of those on the road, playing home on Saturday against an Auburn team that lost tonight. So they are going to be a wounded animal. I mean, one and three in this in this stretch now would be really good at this point if you could somehow beat Ole Miss. But even then, Ole Miss is really tough at home. Uh I haven't seen the final score yet. I guess I could look it up real quick. They were dominating Arkansas uh, early in that game. I, I know they led by as many as 19 uh, at one point, and they end. Oh goodness gracious! That game. There's still a minute to go, but it's 77 to 48. Ole Miss just crushing Arkansas. Arkansas is a really bad basketball team this year, but Ole Miss at home is a different animal. They are really, really tough to beat. That's not a gimme game at all. That's not. I mean, right now, State's not going to be favored in that game, I don't think. I don't think State will be a favorite. If they are, it'll be a two- or three-point favorite. I, I would not, as we sit here today, pick State to win that game. Um, State, just they just look disheveled, man. They, they, they look like they don't know what they're doing out there. They don't have the same defensive intensity, the same defensive ability they had a season ago. Um they're not getting any production from anyone outside of Tolu Smith and Josh Hubbard. And even then, Tolu can be dealt with. Teams are double-teaming him. State's offense that they're trying to run, they're, they're giving him the ball out on the perimeter at times and asking him to dribble it in. That's not his strength. He needs to get the ball on the low block, go up, score, and get fouled. That is Tolu Smith's strength. But State's putting him in some odd positions right now. It's very disconcerting. It's very disappointing. This team, and, and on top of all this, you know, we, we talked a lot during football season about entertainment value, right? This team is no fun to watch. Like, what made this team entertaining a season ago was the fact that they got after it so hard on the defensive end that you just you wanted to cheer for them. This team doesn't do that. They don't play with that same intensity that they played with a year ago, um, and so they're just they're just not any fun to watch. Uh, they don't shoot the ball particularly well, as you might guess. The, the the miss of Andrew Taylor is huge. That's a guy who could be giving you – you expect it to be giving you points at the guard position. Keyshawn Murphy's absence is huge. State just doesn't have – they have two bigs right now. They have Bell and Tolu Smith. That's it. You know, not – tonight's a night where Keyshawn Murphy could have been used, but he didn't travel with the team. I don't know if that's – uh, uh, a bad sign that you know, you know, he was with the team on Saturday against Vanderbilt at home. Maybe they just didn't want him to travel because he wasn't going to dress. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I haven't seen uh, anybody uh, address that from the press conference. I know that uh, Stefan Krasnick, Justin Fromer are there. Neither one of them to my, have seen that to my knowledge. So we'll see. This team is in a danger spot right now. They've got to find a win in these next three games. If they go 0-4 in this stretch, I mean, never mind the bubble, it's going to be difficult to make the tournament at that point. You've got to have some quad one wins. It's not enough to play quad one games. you got to win a couple of them, and they, they need a win very, very badly. And right now, I would just go ahead and tell you, I don't, I don't see them. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat Auburn at home, and I don't think they're going to go on the road to Tuscaloosa and win. So they have to beat Ole Miss. And that's going to be a really tough game. Ole Miss has size inside that can contend with Tolu Smith. They play really well at home. Matt Morrell uh, has been a guy who's you know shot the ball well against Mississippi State when he's played them. We'll see. You know he fills that role that we talked about the other day. That Ole Miss always has that guy that fills it up against Mississippi State. 
it's going to be and that, and that atmosphere. If State comes in there on a two game losing streak, that and Ole Miss, uh, who does Ole Miss play Saturday? Let me see if I can find the answer to that question. Uh, Rebels, Rebs play. That's no, no good. I need the schedule. Why can't things just be easy on Google sometimes? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It's obvious what I'm looking for. Uh, they play A&M on the road. So that's a tough game. That's a tough game, but if they could win it. So we'll see. We'll see. Just a really disappointing and, and lackluster performance for Mississippi State uh, in this game, who at times played, looked like they played pretty well, but for the most part, and when it mattered, they, they weren't able to get anything done. So, again, final score, 79-70 Florida. Uh, Bulldogs, and just like I said, just a disappointing uh, a disappointing night for the Bulldogs. And they, they have a very tough, tough road uh, in front of them now uh, following this defeat uh, at the hands of the Florida Gators. All right. Now 13-6 overall. The Bulldogs 2-4 and four in the conference. Really, really disappointing. Uh, start to the to conference play uh, for Mississippi State. Let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. I need a steak right now. I'll be totally honest with you. I could go for one. This team makes me want to eat. This is That's not good. It's not good. I don't, I don't need to eat. I need to be losing weight, not gaining it. But now, right now, like I just want to go to McDonald's and get like four cheeseburgers and just eat my feelings. I won't do that, though. I won't do it. But, you know, Maybe tomorrow I'll have a steak, just, you know, when I have time for that. So it made me feel better. Red, red meat makes you feel better. Is your team losing? Eat a steak. Feel better automatically. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. I could go for some smoked wings, too, to be totally honest with you, or some pork rind nachos. You see what I'm getting at here? Mississippi State is going to make me overeat. I don't like this one bit. But if it were lunchtime or dinner time, I would go to Two Brothers and enjoy myself. I'd go for a couple chicken chipotle tacos now that I, now that I really think about it. That's my favorite. Those aren't that bad for you either. I could have two of those right now and I'd still be under my calories. So just pointing that out. Also, don't forget, Two Brothers Smoked Meats is a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products and great service are what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been delivering it for 49 years. How long is that? That is a long time. Well, I'll tell you what. If you need a, a copy or a printer, uh, any kind of information, mailing systems, laptops, whatever it is, they've got them at Advantage Business Systems. Great name brands, great prices, but more importantly, when something goes wrong, and guys, if you own a piece of equipment, you know that it will, something will go wrong, then the time, then, then when that happens, you know that you can call Advantage Business Systems and they're going to back you up. They've got service after the sale. They're a Mississippi business just like you, which means they can help you out a lot of times the exact same day that you call. 49 years. It's a long time to be doing anything, let alone taking care of your customers. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, that's where they have the, uh, the the pullovers and the polos that you want to find going into baseball season, going into 2024. The Banner M, it's gone. It's done. Nada. It's gone the way of the dinosaur. And so you need to upgrade your MSU wardrobe. 
Don't show up at MSU sporting events with that banner M on. No, sir. State script, M over S, interlocking MSU. They've got them at the Rogue. Check it out. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. We go back now to the studio. Oh, by the way, uh, present day Robbie and Brian, they got it wrong. They did rename the Florida Arena. It's the exact tech arena. I don't know what past Brian was looking at. He was an idiot, as always. This is future Brian signing off. Let's go back to the studio and present day Ryan, Brian and Robbie. Thanks to future Brian. We appreciate his time. Hopefully he delivered us some good news. Uh, yes. Thank, thank you. Or shut up. One of the two. One of the two is, yeah, it feels like it's 50-50 on that. You know, it can go either way. Uh, let's talk. Maybe some- the Bulldogs can go two for two at, uh, uh, what's the, is it O'Connell Arena or what, what's it I called? I think it now? has a, 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 a corporate name then, I believe. Okay. Let me, you know Why couldn't what? they go two for two this week? My, my curiosity has been piqued on that. Uh, is it still called that? Oh, it's still called them, the Stephen C. O'Connell Center. Yes. There you go. Billy Donovan Court or whatever. Yeah. It's the it's house that Billy Don- it's the house that uh Billy D built. That Brett Nelson built. That's who we're going with. Oh, we're gonna go with Brett Nelson. Yeah, though. let's go with him. The house that Corey Brewer bro- built. Al Holford. Ooh, that's a good choice, actually. Jason Williams, those guys. Uh Bonner. What was the Bonner dude's name? Anthony? Matt Bonner? Matt. Matt Bonner. Matt Bonner. God. Big, tall, I hated, I hated those early 2000 teams ah. in mid-2000, but I also loved them. They were, they were great to watch when you weren't, they weren't playing Mississippi State. That game against yeah. the uh, them here, uh, and I guess in 08, that's one of the, the best atmospheres the hump has ever had. When State, they, they, State lost that game, it was a close game. Florida number one defending national champions. That was an unbelievable – and Yoakam Noah said it a couple of times, like, that's the loudest arena I've ever played in. That was the game where I was working in media relations and was up there by Jack Crystal, mm-hmm. and he was calling, like, the, the pregame. And there was a game before that that went into overtime, and it pushed that broadcast back. Like, the you know, they had, like, a five-minute, ten-minute, whatever, um, window – Mm-hmm. They got to push it back. Mm-hmm. And a Florida fan came up behind Jack and yelled in his microphone. And Jack goes, get out of here. And now we'll send it back to our station for a little more <laughs> commercial break. <laughs> I, need to, I need to find that clip somehow. That's incredible. <laughs> you look at that here. Grab him by the throat and just start wailing on him right there on the air. You son of a... It'd be, it'd be like... Uh, <laughs> When Ralphie was beating up Scott Farkas, just like <laughs> Robbie's just sitting there, I vaguely became aware of a stream of profanity leaving Jack Crystal's mouth. That was a common occurrence. Yeah, you fribbin, dibbin, mibbin. Just hear you hear the smack of his fist on this guy's face. Oh, Jack, man. Jack. There were there were occasions where he could not go smoke a cigarette, and he would just light one up. He didn't care. Right there and just blow it under the table. Who who was going to say anything to him? 
No one. No one. Nobody with any common sense. Anyway, imagine if somebody, if somebody came sir, you can't smoke in here. That guy would have been kicked off campus. <laughs> Never mind the arena. Oh, is that right? I, I can't smoke. Oh, I can't smoke in here. Why don't you go find your... <laughs> it would have been foul what he said to that. The man, man who's called 70% of Mississippi State athletic events. Yeah. That number is probably still 70%. It's probably, it was probably 80 when he retired. So it really uh, is crazy. You know, it started like oh, in the fifties. Fifties, yeah. The fifties, and then what ended it up? Ended in like 2011, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee basketball yeah, game. Tennessee. Walt, Walter. Uh, what was his name? Had the buck, big bucket. sharp. Walt. No, it wasn't Walter Sharp. It's not Walter Wendell. Wendell Lewis. Wendell Lewis. Wendell Lewis. I, in the last three minutes of that game, mm-hmm. I sacrificed the radio being ahead of the television just mm-hmm. so I could hear Jack's call. And got the win. Got the win in his final Big game. Big win. Always fun. All right. Let's talk some football. Um, one thing we've talked about on the show a few times now is that uh, the, the the lack of the, the, the use of the portal for Mississippi State defense. And, and mm-hmm. it's not, it's, I don't feel like it's a lack of trying. I feel like it's just a lack of success. And so, you know, at least going into the spring, Mississippi State's depth chart kind of is what it is as far as, you know, the you know, talent they have on hand. Um, could it change after the spring? Certainly. I think after the spring, too, you, you're going to have a little bit more reception with people in the portal because at that point it becomes, you know, if I want to play, I got to, I got to, these are my options. You're going to have some guys who, you know, they're going to be down a depth chart at a school like a Georgia or an Alabama. Of course, those kids, I guess, can't come to Mississippi State, but maybe like an Ohio State or or, or South Southern Cal or whatever. And they're going to be like, "Look, I want to play, and this is an SEC opportunity. Maybe that's you know, maybe you just have a little bit more, uh, you know, positive momentum that that way. It's, it's it's like last call at the bar. You just got to go home with whoever will take you at that point, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking at this team, the way it's it's built right now, and what this defense is going to look like, I won't lie to you and tell you that it's it's exciting. It, it is a it's a scary proposition. You've got a lot of young guys, a lot of young guys that are going to have to step forward in this year and 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 be something that you know they haven't been uh, to this point for Mississippi State. It starts with me. The conversation starts with Trevion Williams. Now, you know, two years ago when he signed with Mississippi State, you and I were both on this show talking about how he was the next guy in this lineage of Mississippi State great defensive linemen. And you think about his career at Mississippi State versus those guys, right? Like Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons. None of those guys redshirted. By the time they were sophomores, they were they were stars. We're here in year three now for Trevion Williams, and he has yet to make any kind of impact. Injuries have kept him off the field, but he, you know, even his first year on campus, he wasn't he wasn't able to just get in there and make a, a an impression right off the start. Is this a a do or die kind of year for Trevion Williams? If if he doesn't do it this year, is he ever going to do it? I I would say yes. Last year, mm-hmm. um, before he had this ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Because now you have to factor in he's coming off of an injury. How is he going to react to that? I've, you know, there's still time for him after this year to make that jump. But I do think that he's going to have to have a major impact. I mean, with what they have on the defensive line, 
you feel – I mean, you feel good about DeMonte Russell. He, I thought he had a good year last year, but he's not a guy that's going to be a major difference maker for you as far as making a ton of plays. Right. You know, I, I think he's really solid. I think Deontay Anderson is more of a dynamic kind of athlete, a guy that can get to the quarterback. I feel okay about him. Travion's got to be a guy that is going to make a difference up front. I mean, he, he really needs to be. Um, and you add in Calvin Dinkins, those, those two guys have got to be really good this year because they just didn't add a ton of talent to the defensive line. Um, and, you know, it's it just kind of is what it is right now. You, you got a lot of young players that you like, but when you lose the guys that you've lost the last two years and it doesn't look like you're replacing them with known difference makers, whether it be from the, tr- the portal or high school, JUCO, whatever, it can be kind of scary to think about. I, th- I think the bodies are there. I think the potential is there with some of these guys. There's just no one that's really proven it. DeMonte has to an extent. thought Deontay showed a lot of things this year. But other than that, we didn't see enough from Travion Williams. I thought that he and Dinkins, you knew they were on the field when they were out there before they got hurt. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get to see them for an extended period of time. So it's kind of, it's kind of uh, you know, you're rolling the dice here. When you're talking about a three-four defense, which is you know that's what we'll use as our base here because we don't know right now with Hutzler. Uh, you know, he was at Alabama. That was more of a three-four style of defense. So let's just look at it that, from that perspective. You know, Dinkins probably there in the middle to start with Williams and Demonte Russell on the outside. When you look talk about depth, I mean it's it's very unproven. Uh, now Ty Cooper, I thought last year towards the end of the season, he was getting some quality playing time. And quite honestly, he could start ahead of DeMonte Russell, uh, possibly. Um, but he's there. Eric Taylor, I mean, you didn't see a whole ton from him. And then you've got the guys who redshirted. Joseph Head, Caleb Bryant, uh, Gabe Moore. Those guys are going to have to kind of be... I mean, they're going to have to take big steps forward this season because the state's going to be relying on them from from day one, though, I mean, right now, you know, those guys are second stringers for Mississippi State, and these are guys who have not played a, a real meaningful snap. Deontay Anderson is kind of interesting to me. I'm, I, is he a is he a down lineman in three four, or is he an outside linebacker? That's a good call. I, I don't know what they're going to do as far as that. I guess it would be a Sam linebacker still. Yeah, I don't know what they do there. Is it a, a Ty Cooper? Um, you know, I feel like Anderson is a defensive end. Yeah. But you kind of need that guy that's going to be able to set the edge, that's going to be able to get to the quarterback. You, I don't know who they're going to utilize there. John that's what Lewis. Alabama would call the Jack, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's probably what they're going to call it in this system as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you, you essentially add an extra backer there with a 3-4. This is a little different than what Mississippi State's been running. Um, State ran the 3-4 with, I guess they ran it last with Sermon. Did they run it after him? Grantham ran 3-4. No, yeah. Grantham ran, did Grantham ran 3-4? Yeah, because yeah, Simmons, when you had, they had Simmons, he was a nose guard the whole way. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that that's something in the spring I'm really intrigued to see who kind of falls where. 
Ty Cooper played with his hand on the ground last year. He's played outside linebacker some. I feel like he's probably a, a linebacker in this scheme, but I'm not sure. It's There's a lot of moving parts there. And like we said the other day when we were talking, like they they know the roster. They've looked at it. It doesn't look like they're overly concerned on the defensive side of the ball to go out there and get more players. So, you know, they feel good about what they have at these positions, whether it be Deontay at defensive end or standing up, whatever. I think at this point, Deontay's, you know, putting on some weight. He should be a defensive end, but I wouldn't say it's out of the question that he could stand up as a, as a jack or whatever. Mm-hmm. 260 is what he's listed at on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with those with those guys. Where where they put John Lewis? Because um, really, like John Lewis and Deontay Anderson and Ty Cooper, like kind of your guys for that outside position. Yeah, I think John Lewis might actually be better on the other side there. He and Don Terry Russell, I think they they're better. I think he would be better as a guy. You're like get after the quarterback kind of guy, not so much set the edge. You know, yeah. that, that big bruiser on the outside kind of guy. Well, that's another one, Deontay Russell. Like, what do they do with him? Ontario Russell. I mean, Ontario Russell. Like, what? Very important. What do they do with him? Like, in his limited action last year. I'm just telling him, just go get the quarterback. Yeah, that's. I'm, I, I, like I, it, Yeah, exactly what I'm doing. We're not going to, you know, overcomplicate things. Everything's going to be simple with him. Just go chase the quarterback. Because he's a, he's he's a guy that he's super skinny. He's like two hundred twenty pounds, two twenty five, mm-hmm. tall, lanky guy. He can bend a little bit. I'm just gonna just we're just gonna try to to beat the tackle. We're not gonna try to come inside a whole lot. We're just gonna try to get on the edge and chase after the quarterback on passing downs. Um, I I wouldn't even waste my time and my hand on the ground much with him. I think I would just no, tell him I pin agree. his ears back. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Your other linebackers, you know, Stone Blanton, obviously, ton of experience, started a couple years there at South Carolina. He's ready to come in and plug in at one of those linebacker positions. And then it goes back to what we were just sort of saying. You've got unproven guys. Uh, Zachary Tillman, Avery Sledge, Nick Mitchell, uh, Khalid Moore, um, uh, Javay Gilmore, uh, Tobias Hinton. I mean, you've got a bunch of young guys that you really liked in the recruiting process. But and this is something that you and I harped on for two years with Arnett and, and the defense is they just didn't get any playing time. They just did not do a good job of rotating in these younger guys. Even in games that State had in the in the in the bag, they didn't do a really good job with this. And now, so these guys are they're just unproven, and they're going to be asked to be called upon day one to be big players for Mississippi State. Yeah, no doubt. And the, the the guys that they've talked about, um, you know, some of the younger guys they have on this defense, whether it be in the secondary or defensive line, they've been really high on those players, the, whether it be the last staff or this staff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know how to feel about this. I, in, one, in one hand, I'm thinking these guys have impressed to the point that these coaches don't feel like they need to go get somebody else. And the other hand, I'm thinking you got to be prepared just in case. They they like Joseph Head and Caleb Bryant, and you know in the secondary they really like Kelly Jones. 
And we saw a lot from Bryce Pollock last year. And there's a, you know, Isaac Smith and guys like that. But I don't know. It's just a, it's just a weird situation. And you have all these linebackers, to your point, that the last couple of years that they have recruited that are expected to kind of take that step, but we just haven't seen it yet. Right. Zachary Tillman was was really good in special teams last year, and he played right away. It, he's going to have to be counted on heavily this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't seen much from Avery Sledge or Javay Gilmore, mm-hmm. guys like that, Tobias Hinton, mm-hmm. um, Khalid Moore. Those guys are going to be asked to do a lot this year. You just lost your two tacklers that led the SEC in tackles two years in a row. So, I, you know, you got J.P. Purvis back this year. Mm-hmm. That's not but, you know, anyone for much, though. No. Last year, you know, didn't really break through. It's it's John Lewis's time. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, probably Zachary Tillman's time. And then Stone Blanton, I think that's that's the big pickup on defense just because of the experience that he's had in the SEC. You're too deep there with the, you know, not looking at that that fourth linebacker where we're, we're not sure about, but like you're too deep is probably starting Lewis or Russell, and then the other one's the backup with Blanton and Tillman inside, and then you know I'm not really sure on the on the young guys, but some combination of Sledge, Gilmore, Mitchell, Hinton up in there, I. It's just not very proven. These are guys that we we you know we all liked them in the recruiting process. They're talented, but now it's now they now they got to prove that though, and, and that's 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 kind of it's kind of scary. I mean, it, there's just no getting around that. The good thing is, you know, like we've seen guys when their time came that were ready. You know, Jet Johnson. I remember us thinking, mm-hmm. oh boy, this dude's like in his third year, hasn't played hardly a lick and he's going to have to come in here. And I think it was Buki that went out with an injury. If I remember right against NC state and came in, had like 15 tackles or something crazy, like had a huge. So these guys very well could be ready for their moment. I I don't know, but the unknown of it is what's scary. The fact that you just haven't seen these guys. I, I feel like, Tillman is probably going to be prepared at this point. When when guys are getting a lot of playing time on special teams and even kind of sneaking in there on defense some as true freshmen, those kind of guys I feel good about. It's the ones that haven't played much their first two years mm-hmm. that's kind of scary. Yeah. Because they they haven't shown out enough to pass up some of those other guys. John Lewis flashed, so yeah, I, I feel certain John Lewis is ready. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like Don Terry Russell is going to be okay. But yep. the, those inside linebackers, outside of Blanton, there's nothing proven there at all. And I mean, here's the thing: like, if you look at State's first team, it is a passable defense, right? Like, if you put Mississippi State starters on the field tomorrow, like if we just picked guys that we felt like was going to be their starters, I feel okay about that group. It's the depth of it that's scary. The the unproven ability, the you know, the the fact that a lot of these guys are really young, the depth's just not there altogether as far as bodies are concerned. Mm-hmm. 
it's just kind of, it's a little bit of a, a risk. A risk. Yeah, I, I, that's why I just, I, even if you're, the defensive line I think is going to be okay because they, they did bring in bodies. Mm-hmm. But what's going on with the secondary, man? I mean, yeah, and that's I got one guy. I didn't mention with Wilkie Deneau, uh, Bingsley Jones, uh, Kapaka, is that his last name? Yeah, something like that. You know what? I'll fi- I got time. I got time to figure They brought in three guys. So, yeah. I mean, say what you will. Looks like they have bodies. Yeah, I, th- I think Wilkie Deneau is the guy who could, who could push in, into the starting lineup. As 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 a as a first year player, the other two I think are just depth pieces, which I'm not a huge fan of recruiting that, but it is. Yeah. In the secondary, let's start at safety. I feel pretty confident right now that I can tell you State's three starting safeties if if they go that if they're going if they go three three five, I feel like pretty confident that it's going to be Corey Ellington, Jacoby Albert, and Isaac Smith, some some yeah. combination of, of that herein, but at corner. Yeah, this is the spot on the field where you're, you've got the most question, in my opinion. You know, Bryce Pollock got some action towards the end of the season last year. But then on the other side of that, Kamari Rogers, Kelly Jones, maybe Luke Evans. That's the spot where they really, really need somebody to come out of the spring and into the transfer portal who has been a starter before because that that's their spot where you're just like, man, they don't have a whole lot there. Well, they lost, they lost three of their top four corners and didn't replace them. Yeah, so that's just the that's the the gist of it, and that's just to me that's just not being prepared. Yeah, you, you cannot count on a Kamari Rogers who hasn't played much at all, Kelly Jones who hasn't played much at all, and then Bryce Pollock who played last year but is still learning. I, I thought he learned on the fly, but right now, I mean, looking at the roster. They got four scholarship corners. Ish. I mean, there is our old friend Nicholas Bargains in there. <laughs> we're still holding out hope he can. <laughs> Sammy picked him to to lead the team in interceptions. She, hey, she was not far off because yeah, hardly so, anybody. Jones had is not, is not, there's five scholarship, and we got to count Radar Jones, right? Even though he's not. Does he play. still have eligibility? He's still on the team. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he's got a COVID year left. Yeah. I don't know. He, he hold on. Let's, let's, let's see. Let's, let me look, let me Red shirted in 19. Okay. 2020 doesn't count. So right. I guess he would have one more year. Yeah. He's got one more year. But I mean, what, what are we talking about here with him? Oh, I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that he's on scholarship. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, at this point, you just can't count on him. I mean, he's this is going to be his um, one, two, three, four, five, sixth year in college, mm-hmm. and his career high is four tackles, and he's played in seventeen well, games. I, I, and I don't, I don't have any expectations for him. I'm simply saying that he's on scholarship. You said they had four; they have five. Okay, well, yeah, technically you're correct. That's you know what though. That's the best kind of correct. Uh, is it? Yeah. Well, technically. Technically. Actually. Um, yeah, so uh, either way, you're you're barely over a two deep. Yeah. And it's mostly unproven depth. So it's it's kind of scary, man. I mean, 
Yeah. I just did. I never understood what was happening in in this uh, transfer portal recruiting on defense. Mm-hmm. I, it makes no sense. Uh, even if you trust in some of your players, you go out and you try to either upgrade your talent or add to it. That's what. That's why I, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this. I don't think it was a lack of effort in getting players. I think it was a lack of success. I think they recruited guys. They wanted to bring guys in. Guys weren't interested for whatever reason. They just weren't. But you know there are some guys out there that would have signed up. But the question becomes, in, are you, and I, I mean, and this is a fair question when you look at who they signed on the defensive line because they signed guys who I don't think can make big contributions, right? But do you want to just sign guys just to sign guys? Just to have, you know, are, are you going to go out and sign some guy who you're like, this guy can't play at this level, but we just need, well, a, need bodies? The alternative is... If I have three injuries, I'm going to be playing a wide receiver on defense. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The, I, I just don't – the only guy that they were able to get, and I, I refuse to say it was because guys just didn't want to come here because they had they had guys turn them down to go to Boston College. You're not wrong. You know, um, they got a redshirt freshman from Memphis that redshirted last year. Yeah. And – Hopefully, you know, he, he hopefully he gets it done. I'm, I'm really pulling for him. <laughs> but at this point, that, I mean, what are we supposed to expect here? And, you know, Brian Lanier, I think, will help, but he's he's kind of like a, he's a hybrid guy. I mean, he's going to play nickel. So, oh, I don't know, man. It's just uh, – it, it, it is very, very, very – I mean, there's not a lot to work with there. In the secondary, they've got to figure some things out. I think safety is going to be okay. Yeah, safety I think is fine. I, I think let's say you got three guys there that you feel pretty good about uh, all together, and then you know from a depth perspective, I, I, I don't know what to expect from Jordan Morant anymore. But uh, Trent Singleton is still there, who's been there for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna you should be okay. Uh, Tyler Woodard coming in from EMCC. Should be helpful to you. You know, should be able to come in from from day one and, and be a be a contributor. And then you mentioned uh, Braylon Braylon uh, Lanier. I think he's more of a of a nickel corner safety kind of guy. You, you got some some stuff to work with there. there there's no question about that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, but yeah, it's just the cornerback position is 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 is, is going to struggle. I think this year, and they they got a lot to figure out there. But at the same time, you know, Robbie, you know. Again, going back to recruiting, Rodgers and Jones were both four-star kids coming out of high school. Jones is really interesting to me because he's so damn big. I mean, he's six foot four and two hundred pounds. He's built. He's not built like your normal cornerback. So that means if he can play corner, that that's freaky first round kind of size. You would yeah. think. It's just can he do it? You, these guys are these guys coming out of high school. If I told you, okay, second, third year, they're starters. You would have bought that, right? Based on their recruiting profile. So we're just gonna yeah. have to see. That's the that's the thing to consider in all this, is that you know, if you're a stars matter person, and I am, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. So I think stars matter. Isaac Smith was a high four star guy. Um, so was uh, I mean, uh, Jordan Morant was, but I don't know really know what to expect from him on the defensive line. You know, Trevion Williams was a high four star guy. Dante Russell was a four star guy. Uh, Caleb Bryant was like almost a four star. I think he may have been just depending on where you looked. 
I mean, there, there's a bunch of guys there throughout this this lineup that were four star guys. John Lewis was. It's time to start playing up to you to that recruiting level. It's time to start yeah. playing up to what you were projected to be coming out of high school. And if if they could if state can get their guys to do that this year, they're going to be fine defensively. And once again, I like to point out, we're not asking this to be the 2018 defense out here. We're just mm-hmm. asking the you know not get, get not be Ole Miss's defense from 2020. Don't be that. And, and I really don't. I, I don't think that it would be more glaring for the defense to be bad than it would for the offense to be bad. Oh, if the offense. I is think bad, that is way more huge problem. Yeah. I think people are willing to accept, like, eh, we give up a couple of you know touchdowns this quarter or whatever. We're still scoring them. I think right, people would right. be excited about that. Right. So can you just limit the other team every now and then? Mm-hmm. Can you hold them to field goals while your while your offense is scoring touchdowns? Right. Can you come up with an interception somehow? I mean that you just can't give up thirty five points a game. Right. You know, right. like just just be. Just be not very good. <laughs> yeah. Be <laughs> that, below average. You're just trying to make it through the season and because right now it's just it's almost a lost cause for me as far as the portal's concerned. They've got to have a ton of turnover in the in the spring to even have scholarships open up. Mm-hmm. Because right now, people don't understand how this works. They ha- they they're they're gonna have to count twenty eight. I think mid-year enrollees. Mm-hmm. And when you consider you still have like a Jordan Davis finishing out school, these guys that are still on scholarship, mm-hmm. you can't have 100 players on scholarship. Right. So they don't have any room for other players right now. Yeah, I think they have like one spot until the spring ends, and then you can open up some more scholarships. Yeah. So they can't do anything right now. Yeah. But my – my thoughts on it is I just I, – we haven't seen enough traction on the defensive side. I don't know if it's going to happen this year from a transfer portal situation. Now, if they go out there and they find an edge rusher that pops in the portal that's a godsend that falls in their lap and they find one or two cornerbacks, now you're kicking – now you're starting to cook, cook a little bit. Now you got Now you got a little something going on the defensive side of the ball. They don't need much. Mm-hmm. Can they get a couple of impact guys on defense? That I mean, that's the thing. They they don't need a whole lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. So we shall see. All right. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about Mississippi State. We'll get uh, more of our thoughts on Mississippi State, Florida. Uh, plus, we'll go ahead and look at Mississippi State's trip to. Uh, to I'm sorry, not trip. Uh, their their home game with Auburn this weekend. Big home game against a a top top team uh, coming into the Humphrey Coliseum this weekend. Uh, plus, I think starting next week, we're gonna we're gonna start doing a little baseball interviews. It's time to start. You know, we may not get to talk to guys like Teddy Cahill and Ken, Kendall Rogers much this year. So let's do it early and just sort of see where it takes us. No point in talking <laughs> to them in March if it's you know teams six games under five hundred. So we'll see. And I, we got um we got Lamonis and players Friday. Yeah, yeah, our first uh, media availability with those guys. So interested to see what they have to say. Guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.